What you've got to think about is these routines, both morning routine and evening routine, are transitions. They're transitions from rest to productivity and then from productivity to rest. Hello, you are listening to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. As always, I am your host, Ebony May, and today is an interview with the beautiful Erin May Henry, founder of the Game Changer Company, YouTuber, podcast host, social influencer, and personal branding strategist. Erin and I had the best chat, and during isolation, I've been doing quite a few interviews. They literally make my day, and this was no exception. I got off the call feeling so high vibe, like I just had a phone call with a friend. In this interview, Erin touches on avoiding procrastination, importance of structure and routine, how to find a morning routine and evening routine that actually works for you, how to stay positive, productive, and motivated. This is an absolute jackpot if you are at home during isolation, or if this is post-isolation time, and you just want a bit of inspiration motivation and tips for all of the above i can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode so without further ado here is my middle name twin erin may henry erin welcome to the real health real talk podcast thank you so much for joining me thank you so much lovely i'm really excited to be here I'm so pumped and I was saying off mic just before how I have always just like really admired you and wanted you to come on the podcast, but our two areas don't traditionally overlap. But today we're going to be talking all things motivation, positivity, productivity, and they do really overlap when we're talking about healthy mindset and mental health. So I'm super excited. I'm so excited as well. And I just realized your middle name is May as well. Same as me. <laughs> I know. Erin May, Ebony May. Basically <laughs> twin. Yeah. Literally. So you know it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so before we get into the questions that we talked about, I would love to ask you the same question I ask everyone, which is what does real health mean to you? Honestly, for me, real health is saying yes to your soul. And I know for some people that might sound a little bit cliche or a little bit woo-woo, but for me, taking care of yourself is allowing yourself to follow what feels good. Like I think we put so much unnecessary stress on ourselves, which obviously has an impact on our mental health. It has an impact on our physical well-being. When we take that layer of stress of either feeling guilty or not allowing ourselves to follow what it is that we want to do in any moment, and of course, I'm not just saying, you know, go binge a bag of cookies or something like that, because that's what we feel like, (laughs) but really allowing ourselves to follow what feels good for our body, what feels good for our mind, like that 100% to me is overall health and wellness. I just know that when I've allowed myself to, you know, take up hobbies or focus on things that make me happy in the moment rather than always doing what I feel like I should be doing because, you know, other people are doing it or someone else is telling me I should do it. I felt so much healthier when I've just said yes to, you know, myself, my soul, I guess. Oh my God. I love that so much saying yes to your soul. I've never heard that before. I love that. Yeah, it's really just such a big part of kind of what I do with my business as well. You know, whilst yes, there's different strategies that you can follow to build a successful business, at the end of the day, a philosophy that I have is if it's not fun, it's not worth it. And, you know, on the mental health topic, like I see so many women driving themselves towards anxiety, burnout, and, you know, getting themselves in these really stuck, tricky situations because they're not saying yes to soul, they're not following what feels good, and they're just doing whatever everybody else is saying they should be doing. So, you know, whether it's health, wellness, business, life, relationships, you have to get in tune with that intuition and really, really just start 
following that because that to me, again, is overall health. Yes, I love that. So you mentioned like when you were describing that, that sometimes I guess maybe your instinct is to do something that may not actually be good for your soul. Maybe it's an instant gratification type thing, like having a whole bag of cookies. How do you, do you personally struggle sometimes at identifying whether it's the ego, I guess, saying something that you want that it's additionally going to make your life easier? Do you ever struggle knowing what your soul really wants? Do you know what? I've gotten a lot better at it as I've gone on my own personal development journey. I mean, I'm a Gemini Mm -hmm. as well. So I'm extremely, extremely sporadic. I am like shiny object syndrome all the time, wanting to do new things, new ideas, and really do struggle with, well, struggled with that instant gratification because I would always just follow what I felt like in the moment, what rather than what like my soul felt like or what would be better for my future self. But I think I've gotten a lot better through the process of simply just slowing down, like rather Mm -hmm. than just making a decision because of, of instant emotions or, you know, what's going on around me or outside influences, really just slowing down and asking myself, like, what is the best decision for my soul? What is the best decision for my intuition? What's the best decision for my future self? So if it is, I know it's a trivial kind of example, but if it is like the bag of cookies, well, my soul probably wants a cookie or wants something you know, to kind of like satisfy something that I'm craving in that moment. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? But is it really the best decision to make for myself to have the whole bag? Probably not. And that's probably not what my soul really wants either. So slowing down for me has been the thing that has really, really helped me to make those better health decisions. Yeah. I think too, like when you do slow down, you give yourself that ability and that time to work out because sometimes a cookie might be exactly what you need and it might be coming from that self-care perspective. But if you let yourself slow down and have that self-awareness, you're going to be able to decide and see is this self-sabotage or self-care. So I like that you said that. Yeah. And you just enjoy the journey so much more as well. Like I know we're stuck on the cookie example, but you know, if it is like (laughs) saying yes to, you know, not going to the gym one morning because maybe you're tired, you know, obviously, you know, we're pressured into thinking you got to work out all the time, but maybe that saying yes to soul is like, I'm going to skip my workout today. And one thing for me is like slowing down enough to just really enjoy it. Because what I think a lot of people do is they have the cookie, they skip the workout. And rather than just slowing down, asking themselves, is this what I really need? And then enjoying that, they end up just riddling themselves with guilt, which doesn't, bed well in the long run anyway you know you've said yes to soul but now you feel guilty about it so slowing down Mm. enough to just say yes fight that feeling of guilt that external pressures put on us and just in kind of enjoy it yeah okay yeah that makes sense and I like that so our next segment is the real recap so Erin what has your last week been looking like My last week has been looking like I'm pretty sure what a lot of people's weeks have been looking like lately. (laughs) I've done a lot of staying indoors, washing my hands, but no, in all honesty, I've had a really good week the last week, just allowing myself to explore my own creativity a little bit more. I think because, you know, no social events, nothing else really going on. I am not just going to turn around and work on my business 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so I've had a lot more time to do little things like drawing or you know artistic things with the guitar like learning the guitar like for me it's just been again slowing down a little bit but also just exploring creativity and it's been so much fun I've like I haven't actually been this sounds really weird to say in the middle of a pandemic but I haven't been this happy in a long time and I 100% <laughs> think it's because I'm just like allowing myself to kind of explore these 
creative like creative sides no that's not true I've, I've definitely been happy but it's just it's a happiness in a different way I'm really glad that you addressed that because personally like I was going through a bit of a transition I ended up coming back to my hometown for isolation and I felt yeah. really guilty saying this but like this situation has been positive for me and I yeah. think that it's silly to sort of think like this is just thinking retrospectively like I was like guilty of thinking that but if any positivity can come out of such negativity I think that that's a good thing like at the end of the day that's only going to raise like the energetic field for everybody 100% and I know some people are still in like less than desirable situations either those who are affected on the health side of things or those who are affected economically however I feel like even through this like again you and I are probably in that looking back in hindsight like things are actually quite good now and I'm kind of grateful that this has happened not grateful obviously for the people who are suffering but what I mean is that I think there's going to end up being a positive for everyone in this, even if it just means that they were able to, you know, spend more time with their family and connect more with their their partner or whether it was that they got to get to know their kids a little better because they were spending so much time with them, their, their interests, who they are, you know, they may not see them as much, whether it is that they were able to, you know, take up a new hobby. I, I do think that there are going to be so many people that even if they are in not the best situation, that they're going to come out the other side of this like grateful that it happened or at least there will be some positivity that they can take from it and yeah what you said like I think it is really important that if we are kind of thriving through this that we don't allow ourselves to feel that guilt because that's just taking away from the positivity that is there yeah exactly that's definitely something the last week for me that I've been sort of battling with a little bit but um yeah yeah, I really like how you address that um I want you to just explain a little bit about your stage of life currently. I used to always ask people, what do you do? But I realized that people are so much more than what they do. So would you like to give a little brief introduction about you? Yeah, for sure. It's so weird that you say that. I'll just tell like this tiny little quick story. But I was thinking the other day because they were talking about people who had, you know, contracted the illness and they're like this is Linda 35 teacher and I was like it's very weird that we describe ourselves as what we do and I was like Mm -hmm. you said that as well because humans are so much more than just kind of what their job title is and yet that's the thing we're always described by our age and what we do but anyway exactly We started to like um swap that for um oh hi I'm Ebony oh hi Peter what do you love and people look at me like it's I'm so weird but it's so true because at the end of the day, so, so many people are in jobs that don't light them up. And I would yeah. rather have a conversation with somebody about something that they love. So that's a personal challenge that I've been doing. And people look at you like you're kind of weird. But it's really great. Like it's a really awesome conversation starter because people are so much more than yeah. what they do for a living. 100%. I love that so much. Well, I'm Erin. I am actually just about to go into a new decade chapter of my life. I'll be 30 next month. Um, but I'm just in a stage of my life where I really am in exploration. Like at the end of last year, I started to do some new hobbies. I started doing uh, dirt biking. I started doing Muay Thai. Um, I'm really, really exploring, you know, musical instruments and things like that. Like at the moment, I just feel like all I want to focus on is having fun. Like I really have put the hard work into my business, into building up something online. And while I'm still running that and my, you know, focus on that is still always having fun anyway. But really, I just think 
I'm a multi-passionate human being. I think we're all multi-passionate human beings. And kind of just like going off what I was saying in the beginning about saying yes to ourselves and saying yes to soul. I think so many people, they just segment their life into, you know, work, social, home, and that's it. And they don't allow themselves to explore outside of that. And I'm just on that journey of exploration. I wanted to travel a lot more this year. Obviously, that's not happening, but just really allowing myself that if I want to try something, try it. If it doesn't work out, who cares? Like just exploration. That's where I am. That's what I love. And that's the stage of life I'm in. (laughs) Oh, that's so amazing. And it's actually so crazy. Like I've followed you for quite a while and I can completely see that coming through is what you're saying, like through your social media. And it's just so great. Like I remember ages ago, you were like, I'm going to get my motorbike license. And I'm just like, that's so random, but like, I love it. And like, you know, learning the guitar, it just, I think that spreading that as well like it will only inspire and it's inspired me to to have that same mentality so it's so great and you can just tell you just living your best life I love it yeah and I think so many people don't do that because they are so afraid of what it looks like if they quit or if they fail Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I've just come to a point in my life and it's like okay so say I do learn the guitar for six months and then decide that I don't like it who cares like I'm not afraid to give up on things and that allows me the freedom to try so much I would have never tried Muay Thai which is now one of my most favorite parts of my life like I'm doing online classes now like it's just something that has completely changed my life both on a mental health perspective because starting my day with a workout has changed so much for me but also just on you know the health side of things the uh community side of things like it's just it really has changed so much for me and I would have never allowed myself to do that if I didn't get over the fear of what if I don't like it you know because I Mm -hmm. I wanted to try it for so long but then I was like oh what if I go to one class and give up I'm gonna feel like I failed and I was like who cares and I just went and you know lo and behold I loved it but there's been other things that I've tried and I've been like "Eh, it's not really for me and just moved on from it so I think we need to get ourselves to the point where it's like who cares if you quote unquote, fail at something, fail at a business, fail at an idea, fail at a hobby, fail at, you know, some personal development practice, fail at a spiritual routine. Who cares? Like we just need to explore, experiment. And along the way, you'll pick up things that do stick. That's such a good point. Because at the end of the day, like who does care? And if somebody does care, like for example, if they're like, oh my God, Erin, you quit Muay Thai and you just started. Like at the end of the day, people who pull you up on that sort of stuff are only doing that because deep down they wish that they had the courage to start things and try new things. 100% it's a projection for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay let's get into what we're talking about today and I love this first question because I'm just so super excited for you to talk about it. So how are you staying positive, motivated and creative during this time? For sure. So I love this question as well. Honestly for me it's really down to the idea of like the human needs. And I learned this ages ago from Tony Robbins, but when I realized I was doing this, I'm so glad that I now have someone else's practice. I can categorize it through, but Mm -hmm. Tony Robbins has this idea that humans have different needs and two of them are both certainty and uncertainty. It sounds contradicting, but we thrive off of both. So for myself, like I've alluded to something that's keeping me really motivated and inspired and you know, happy, I think at the end of the day throughout this time is that I'm both trying to stick to routines to create some type of normality and that certainty. So I know every day I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do my workout, I'm going to eat my breakfast, I'm going to work for X amount of hours. And, you know, I'm going to have an evening routine and go to bed. Like I'm not just letting the days blend into one, which I know is what a lot of people are doing, which is making them feel unmotivated. 
Um, mm-hmm. For me, I'm really trying to keep that sense of routine, but also really trying to understand that humans also thrive off that uncertainty. You know, maybe it's usually that you go to a new restaurant and try something new or that you go meet up with someone and have a new conversation. Like we've lost that ability to do that kind of stuff now. And so I'm asking myself every day, how can I bring a little bit of newness? Maybe it is learning something new on the internet. Maybe it's researching a different topic. Maybe it's reaching out to someone on Instagram and saying, hey, do you want to have a little Zoom chat? Maybe it's, you know, trying something new. Like I said, I got an iPad and I've been drawing. Like I've never drawn before in my life, not even as a kid, I didn't draw, you know? (laughs) So I'm really, really keeping myself accountable for keeping those routines, but also pushing myself. And this doesn't need to be anything where anyone needs to, again, feel guilty, like, oh, I've got to try something new today because Aaron said it. No, no, no. It should be fun. It's an explorative process, but just allowing myself to use the time while I've got it to try and explore things that are new. And that's another thing as well keeping me motivated and focused throughout this time is like a hundred percent always trying to come back to gratitude. And again, I know this is, I feel like everyone would say this, but I'm really grateful. You know, I have a roof over my head. I'm really grateful that I'm still able to get food. I'm really grateful that I've got the internet and technology. Like, yeah, I I've seen this meme everywhere and it's like, we're not stuck at home. We're safe at home. And I really, really, really have anchored myself into that because I'm an extrovert. You know, I love to go out. All my hobbies, you know, usually are outdoors or like community stuff. So obviously I could let that get me down, but it's fine. I'll be able to go back to those one day. I'm here. I'm at home. I'm safe. And my family's safe. The people I care about in my community are safe. Like that's what matters. You know what I mean? And being super grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that somewhere as well and I was just like it completely shifted my perspective like oh, I'm so quite helpful. enjoying this time but yeah. when it like how lucky are we to feel safe and to be you know in a place that we are safe that's mm-hmm. a really really great like mentality flip almost yeah 100% and I think that obviously there is still some really scary uncertainties you know for industries the economy um, and, and even the health side of things as well but you know I don't always like to compare situations because every situation is unique, but considering some of the other kind of world uh, consuming events that have happened in the past, you know, whether it be like wars and things like that, like what we're going through right now, you're right. Like we are safe at home. We've got connection to the internet. We've got food. Like it's, I don't want to say it's not as bad because I don't want to take away from the people who have had the virus or lost through the virus, but you know, we for for the majority of people this isn't a difficult situation you know what I mean and we really have to open our eyes to that oh a hundred percent and I think that's like it's not so much about comparison it's about perspective and I think that even if you're in the worst possible situation like it doesn't take away from the horrible like element of that but adding perspective is something you can always do it doesn't mean you have to turn around and say oh yeah this is awesome like I'm in an awesome situation it's not about comparison but I definitely think like you said perspective is so important yeah massively massively I love that that you said that So you mentioned that one big thing for you is routine. Can you talk a little bit, and you said about your evening routine, can you talk a little bit about your morning slash evening routine? And for somebody who might not have either, or maybe they were in a different routine going to work every day and now they're at home, where do you sort of start on finding a morning routine that works for you? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this question. So I think that a lot of people get overwhelmed by the idea of having a morning routine. I think people associate like in the morning, that means I've got to wake up at 5am and I've got to do an hour of exercise and journal and do all these things and tick all the boxes and meditate. And oh my God. And people start getting so stressed out. A morning routine is not what somebody else says a morning routine is. A morning routine is what gets you in the best possible state to go throughout the rest of your day. Now, that is going to look different for everybody. Somebody's morning routine might be waking up, putting on heavy metal music and dancing around like a crazy person. And somebody else's morning routine might be, you know, waking up and yeah, journaling and meditating, going out and sitting outside. You know, it doesn't need to look like anything. I think that's one of the most important parts. For me, all I simply did, like I've flipped back and forth through having long morning routines, short morning routines. And to be honest, none of them really stuck. Recently, what I did was I went onto the program Canva. Have you ever heard of Canva? It's like a graphic design. Oh my God. I love Canva. (laughs) Love me some Canva. But I went on Canva. I put the aspect to, you know, the ones of my iPhone background. I literally did something that said, have you moved your body, got ready and journaled? Because those are the three things that I know that for me, if I do every single day, it is going to set me off in the right headspace and state of mind to actually have a positive and productive day. I know that when I don't get ready and get dressed, I don't feel good. I don't show up so much on social media, which is obviously a big part of my business. And if I don't move my body, it really, you know, I can feel really groggy, sometimes a little anxious later in the day. And I love to journal. I love to just get ideas out. I'm such a fast talking ideas person, as you can probably tell. And so those are the three things for me that are my like non-negotiables. So that's all you got to do is like make a list, make an iPhone background, make a, put it up on a post-it note, like have you, and what are two or three things? It might be one thing, it doesn't matter, but it's the purpose of this is to create that clear distinction between I've been, you know, in this restful state and I'm getting out of bed to now I'm a productive human being. It might be getting a coffee, you know, to be honest, that's one of mine, but I didn't even need to write it down because it's so embedded at this stage, but (laughs) it it might be waking up and having a coffee. That's fine. Whatever it is. And then it's the same thing. What you've got to think about is these routines, both morning routine and evening routine, are transitions. They're transitions from rest to productivity and then from productivity to rest. That's how I see it, right? So you've been resting all night. You have your little two or three things that you do in the morning as a transition that gets you into a productive state. Then vice versa with your evening routine, it's what are the two or three things that you do that get you from that productive state back into that restful state so that you can have a good night's sleep. Because if you're trying to go straight from productivity to sleep, your mind is way too active and it's just not going to, you're not going to have a good quality sleep. And that's so important for longevity. And so for me, my evening routine literally is just cook dinner, sit on the couch, watch something that's, you know, a little, let's call it mind numbing, maybe. Uh, I don't like to watch anything that's too heavy or too think worthy in the evening because I'll just think about it all night. And so Mm -hmm. that's my evening routine is have dinner, sit on the couch, watch something funny. You know, it's not that I have this hour long pampering session or anything like that. Obviously I have a shower and things like that, but you know, it's just getting my mind from that state of I've been working all day to now I kind of can switch off a little bit and I'm ready for bed. That's all the routines are. Yeah, I love that you look at it that way. That's changed my perspective on it as well because I think 
through like my personal development journey, I've gone backflipped and forward through like having a two hour long, like when I was at university and had all that time, two hour long morning routine and doing all of these things, like watching YouTube videos and doing everything that they do. And I love drawing inspiration, but if you just look at it, what are your essentials and your non-negotiables from switching from one state to another, that really makes a lot more sense. And that's the thing, like I kind of, when I've been in those states of, you know, I have to have the two hour long morning routine and I have to read, I have to watch the videos, I have to journal, you know, all the stuff. It took away from the passion to do those things because I felt like somebody, I don't know who, was forcing me to do those things. So I wasn't enjoying them. I wasn't enjoying reading. I wasn't enjoying watching YouTube videos. Like I still read. I still watch YouTube videos, listen to the podcast, all the stuff that I need to do for my own personal development and learning. But I do them when I feel like it, you know, in the afternoon, on the weekend, later in the day. Sometimes it's in the morning. Sometimes it's in the evening. But I'm more so just allowing those things to be separate, not putting any you have to do's into my routines. They're just the things that I know are going to set me up into that correct state. Yes, love that. Um, Okay, this next question is kind of two in one, so answer it however you like. But do you struggle with procrastination? Because I know that this isn't just new for you in isolation. Like your routine's probably changed since isolation, but you already, isolation, Mm -hmm. isolation since then, but you already worked at home. So do you struggle with procrastination? And then secondly, do you plan out your day, like have a really set plan out for your day? And how do you sort of implement structure and how important is that to your success of your day? Yeah, so I used to procrastinate a lot more, funnily enough, before I had a like planning method or a structure method that I really enjoyed doing and that I really stuck to. I, like anyone, I will absolutely procrastinate. I think anyone that says that they don't procrastinate ever is lying. You know, we have so many distractions, so many things that are trying to pull our attention away from what we're focusing on. And everyone falls down that rabbit hole. You know, I've picked up my phone between meetings and, you know, half an hour later when I should have done my emails, have just been scrolling on social media. Absolutely. You know, it's it's human nature at this stage. Social media and these distractions are an addiction. But I found myself actually procrastinating a lot less because I've allowed myself to work less. And I know that sounds weird, but Basically, I've got myself to a point where I have simplified my business so much that everything I do is high impact. So everything that I'm really doing, I know that it has a purpose, you know, putting out a YouTube video, putting out a podcast, putting out a course, working with my clients, um, communicating with my community and stuff. I don't ever really allow myself, you know, sometimes like, but very, very rarely am I allowing myself to get lost in kind of like surface level work, you know, tinkering with things on my websites or going back and changing little workbooks, like all the busy work that people do. And because of that, I have so much more free time. So I find myself procrastinating less because there's no point in me procrastinating when I'm doing my work. So I'm going to have so much more, say, free time later in the day or on the weekends, you know what I mean? And so, yes, I do plan out my day. I kind of have a three tiered planning method, you could say. Um, But I plan all of my projects and my content and everything at the start of the month in my Asana. Asana is the project management tool that I'm obsessed with. If anyone follows me, you'll know that I talk about it almost every single day. Um, Mm -hmm. But I plan everything in Asana. So I know all the projects I'm going to be working on for the month. And then all, you know, my daily kind of, or sorry, I should say my weekly repeated tasks, like Wednesdays, I usually film videos. Wednesdays, 
Wednesday, I record my podcast. Monday, I do all my Monday, Tuesday, I do all my client calls. I also do all my group scheduling. So for my monthly membership, for my group coaching program, I schedule all the posts for that. Um, so it's, that's more focused on client work, you could say. Um, you know, Thursday for me is really thinking about like courses, programs, like creating forward and Friday, sort of more of an administration day. And so I kind of plan out all my projects at the beginning of the month. And then I know kind of where those projects are going to fall into my weekly structure. Then I plan out my calendar based on that. And then each day I'll write a to-do list. So it's kind of like a three-step process that's done over the course of a month. But that again has allowed me to like look at my to-do list today I have four things on my to-do list and I'm just going to get them done and then I'm going to go you know clean my house or chill out or do something you know what I mean so I'm not going to procrastinate during it because there's no need to procrastinate I've got all that time later on in the day yeah that I'm such an organization nerd that that was so satisfying hearing (laughs) your structure (laughs) I have also recently this sounds so so corny but I've also recently got into highlighters and it's just made my like planning method so much more enjoyable I don't know why I saw them like the beautiful pasta ones that you got they look so nice but for some reason they've made me more productive and more organized (laughs) because I've enjoyed my planning process even more so now my planning process is like more diligent than it was before like it used to be like yeah kind of like put it together and then just take the action now I'm like really again with a slowing down slowing down highlighting everything but it just allowed me to like fill in tiny little gaps that I was maybe missing before I don't know it sounds so weird and I almost can't even explain it but these highlighters changed my life (laughs) no 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 I kid you not when I saw them on your story I was like oh my god I love them and I'm curating a list at the moment because I don't want to go in just like one thing because I'm out of town and I'm like isolating like I'll go in when I have to so I have a list and on that list is pastel highlighters (laughs) honestly office works they have them they're amazing Oh, I'm so excited for them. Way too excited for highlighters. Um, I want to know, how are you protecting your energy through this time? I know that there's a lot of negativity portrayed through media and also that obviously conveys to society. How do you protect your energy through that? Yeah, so I have never really been someone to like watch the news or like even really keep up. I've never had Twitter. Well, I've had it, but I don't use it. You know, I um, Mm. don't really... I really just curate what I see and I always have. This hasn't been new. I obviously keep up to date with it, but it's mostly through what my partner tells me is going on only because it's necessary for like, what do I actually do? What's restricted and things. But Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, people forget that we have complete free will over what we see. You know what I mean? What we consume is 100% a choice. And so in terms of protecting energy from negativity, if I see something that's not making me feel good, I don't look at it. Like I know that's almost like too basic to comprehend, but I curate, you know, my Instagram feed to be showing me things that are going to make me feel good. I don't follow people that don't make me feel good. I don't look at the news. I don't watch things that aren't going to make me feel good. If someone's complaining about it and it's making me feel a little, you know, I don't want to hear that, I'm going to stop watching and I'm going to divert my attention to something that's going to fill that gap and make me feel more positive. So I think we just forget that our consumption is our choice. If something is giving you negative energy, if something is not making you feel good, then just kind of look away. But I know there's a second part to that question because sometimes it's unavoidable. You know, for me, when I have clients that maybe are complaining about it or for anyone listening to the podcast, maybe people in their life, their friends, their family, there's something that you've just got to kind of get into the habit of doing, which is like, 
uh, I guess you could say a cleanse after, you know, when I've had a really negative client call of someone who's super worried, like I will just either distract myself afterwards, you know, even sometimes I know this sounds super weird, but like, you know, go have a shower or something, kind of just have a system or a method to kind of cleanse that experience from me, but also just deciding that other people's energy and other people's what's going on for them while I can be there as their support network it doesn't have to infiltrate my experience you know what I mean I'm there Mm -hmm. for them when they need me and once I leave that experience that conversation the zoom call the whatever like I'm able to choose how I feel and how I want to continue on after that so yeah sometimes I'll like cleanse myself whether it be through like journaling or something like that distracting myself even quite often works going to watch something positive, you know, funny or whatever. But again, it's all a decision. Like I think that we forget that we kind of um, have the decision of what we can focus on. We don't always have the decision to choose how we feel. You know, emotions sometimes can be um, kind of like, you know, unintentional. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, what we're focusing on that is making us feel a certain way is our choice. Yeah, 100%. And I think we need to constantly ask ourselves, how much is overflow? Like in terms of this situation, like you said, there are certain restrictions that we literally need to know. Yeah. Like if, you, if we weren't watching any of it and we just were like walking around town, or like yeah. on the beach, we'd get in trouble. But like that cup is only so big. So once exactly. you know for that day what your restrictions are, how much of that is overflow? Like how much are you scrolling on Facebook, listening to like what you're like, Auntie Sharon, I do have my Auntie Sharon hasn't said anything. I just picked a random name. <laughs> like what what her take on it is, or like are you yeah. scrolling, watching people's stories who are in a really fearful mindset? Like all of that is choice and all of that is overflow. Like your your sister's best friend's cousin is yeah. not going to be able to tell you unless she's like a premier, is not going to be able to tell you anything new or anything that is of relevance to you. So I think I caught myself mindlessly scrolling and then you can't avoid it when you're mindlessly scrolling. Do you know what I mean? So um I think I've been asking myself personally, like how much of that is overflow and how much do I actually need to know? I love that. I love that analogy so much. And something we've got to remember as well, which is unfortunate, is humans as a sort of species are addicted to negativity. It's a part of our brain that is supposed to protect us. But obviously with how negativity is presented to us these days, it's not doing us any good. Like when you are watching a movie, you kind of constantly want to know what's the next bad thing that's going to happen. That's what keeps us coming back to these series on Netflix and binging them and with the news we can't stop looking away when we drive past an accident we can't look away like humans have this addiction to negativity but we have to be stronger than that you know what I mean as much as we possibly can we have to really really try to overcome that addiction to you know the horrificness of what's going on and if it is affecting our productivity our motivation our inspiration like we that's that's a reason to make sure that you're trying to be stronger than that addiction yeah, exactly. I'd love to know, what is your best advice for those who are currently out of work? I know a lot of people are still working, so I don't want to make that generalization. Like I've got a lot of family friends who are nurses or working like as medical receptionists, even my parents, they're still working. But for people who are in a situation where they're out of work and they might have more time on their hands, what advice do you have for them? 
Well, 100% it's reverse engineering where you want to be post-pandemic. You know, if you are like 100%, I'm going to go back to my job, I love my job, um, use the time to, like I said in the beginning, maybe explore some new hobbies, deepen your relationship with your partner, get to know yourself more, try learn something new, try upskill, just don't waste the time, have fun with the time. You know what I mean? If there's nothing that you can do on a vision side of things, as in building towards something, it's almost like your, your life has just been put on pause in your career at this stage. That's fine. Like try to make, still stick to that routine. Like I said, still try to find that newness, but explore creativity, explore hobbies, explore upskilling. There's everybody and anyone who says that they don't is lying, but everybody has had something in their life that they wish they could try or they wish they could experience or they wish they could learn. And everyone said, well, most people, you know, say the reason why they can't do that is because they don't have the time. Like we've literally been given the thing that we've been complaining about for so long. And so for Mm -hmm. anyone who's kind of, like I said, in that position where it's like, I love my job. It's just put on pause at the moment. Um, I'm able to support myself through the job seeker, job keeper, you know, stimulus and all of this. And you're not in that necessarily stressful situation. Use the time to explore all the things that you've not been allowing yourself to explore because of lack of time prior to this. But for those of you who are maybe in a position where you didn't like your job before or you were kind of just stagnating or you still have that burning desire within you that there is something more for yourself, now is 100% the time to explore that stuff. Now, I don't want anyone to put any pressure if they're feeling stressed, anxious, overwhelmed because of their financial situation. I'm not going to turn around and be like, you need to start creating content tomorrow and building a business, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. once you do, you know, the dust does settle, and you do kind of ease into this being the new norm, then start with where do I want to be in two, three years from now? Like if fear wasn't, um, you know, a part of my experience, if I could have anything, if I could do anything, if I could be anyone, who would I be? What would I be doing? What would my experience look like? Would I have a business? Would I be working in this career? You know, would I be following my music, like my passion for music? Like we have to start asking ourselves, like, what do I really want? I can't tell you how many people I work with that haven't asked themselves what they want in forever, like maybe ever since they, you know, finished uni and or finished school and were trying to decide what they were doing for uni. And even then that's still a very limited choice. And so People need to ask themselves, what do I really want? I think so many people got stuck in the cycle of just waking up, going to work, waiting for the weekends. Now, with this spanner that's been thrown in the wrench, is that the saying? The spanner. I think it's in the- spanner in the works. Isn't it? <laughs> spanner in the wrench. <laughs> spanner in the works. With this spanner that has been thrown into the proverbial work. But, you know, I think that with that, now is the time to ask ask yourself, what is it that I truly, truly want? And if there's something that you can do in this time, whether it's taking classes online, whether it's, you know, upskilling with like anything you want to learn how to do is on YouTube. I promise you that anything, you know, whether it's upskilling with some content around that, learning how to start a business, learning how to whatever new career you went on into and the skills that you need for that, like it's for anyone it's asking yourself what you want that's what they need to be doing with their time that is so to the point I love that that last bit that is so true I want to do a journaling session after this because you've awakened a lot of questions for myself (laughs) I love it I love it Erin I have so loved talking to you about this but I have some quick cues if you're ready awesome love it let's go 
Okay, so whatever comes to your mind first. Favourite quote? Nothing is the end of the world until the end of the world. My mum has always said that to me. Ever since I was little, I was a bit of drama queen and it could not be more relevant right now. Like we just catastrophize so much. I know this is obviously, again, a pretty dire situation, but, you know, some people will be like, my website crashed. Oh, my God, my life is over. Nothing is the end of the world until the end of the world. Like everything has a solution. You've just got to breathe and work through it. I love that. Your mum's a smart lady. Okay. <laughs> Audiobooks or podcasts? Audiobooks, 100%. I like podcasts, uh, but oh, actually, no, that's a hard question now that I'm thinking about it. No, I'm going to change it. Podcasts. Audiobooks sometimes are way too rambly. Yeah, because I feel like you get more variety in podcasts yeah, like, and you can yeah. listen to the same person with a totally different topic, but that yeah. is a hard one for me too. Depends what yeah. day you ask me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Depends what minute you ask me really. <laughs> um, beach or city? Beach, 100%. YouTube or Instagram? YouTube, 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. Favourite day of the week? All days. All days are the same for me, really, to be honest. But post, no, pre-lockdown Sundays because that's motocross day. But other than that, every day. <laughs> and if is there anything, this is a bit of a longer one, so it's not really a quick cue, but is there anything that you would do differently in start if you had to start your business from scratch tomorrow? If so, what? Um very similarly to what we said in the beginning, follow my intuition more. There's been, I do it a lot now, like 100%, anything I want to do, I follow it, I explore all of that stuff that I said. I wish I'd have done it earlier because I lost a lot of time listening to what other people told me I should do when I knew in my gut that I wanted to go in a certain direction. Like people have told me my ideas were bad and I listened to them, even though I knew in my gut that's what I wanted to do and it just delayed me, you know, so that's the thing I would do is just listen to my gut a lot more. That's such good advice in itself. I love that. Thanks. Okay. So if anybody, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people who already know who you are and already across your multiple platforms, but for those who might not be across them, where can we find you? So I am Erin May Henry all over the internet, YouTube, uh, Instagram, or I do have a podcast. It's called the Game Changers Podcast, but Honestly, if you search Erin May Henry pretty much anywhere, that's where I will come up. That's so funny. My business name is Ebony May Health, so it's EMH. Oh, my E-M-H-E-M-H. God. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you, know, you know my first business, well, not even my first business, but my YouTube channel before I did business and mindset stuff was Erin May Fitness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. I was like, should I make it Ebony May Fitness? And I was like, no, nah, it needs to be more broad for the nutrition side of things. So, yeah, yeah. so funny. <laughs> Almost 20 again. I know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Erin, thank you so much for joining us and I cannot wait to hear and see more from you. Thank you so much for having me. It was amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Sending you real health and happiness. Talk to you in the next episode. <laughs>